Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the My Average Life podcast. I'm your host and Nerd General BusterBoo99, and today we have something a little bit different for you. Today I have a board game review for you. It is something that I, you know, have wanted to do for a while, and I decided that let's get into it and let's actually do a board game review. So the board game that we are going to be discussing today uh, is called Stupid Deaths, and I do realize that. Um, I pandered a little bit more towards the video audience in this situation. Uh, So I do want to apologize for that. Um, I will do a little bit better in the next episode uh, doing a board game review of not pandering towards the video audience. I kind of showed and didn't explain as well, um, but hopefully you guys will still enjoy it. Uh, Like I said in the uh, review itself, this will be available on three different platforms. Uh, the audio version being one of them, and then two video platforms and a written typed version on the website. So I do want to apologize to all of those who are listening and might find it a little bit hard to understand what I'm talking about. I will do a better job of that next time. Um, I did kind of forget a little bit that you can't really see what I'm talking about Uh when I do a podcast, but hopefully you guys will enjoy it. And other than that, please leave your suggestions down below. And I hope to see you guys, or I hope you guys listen in on the next one. So see ya. Hello and welcome to my first ever game review. This is a concept that I have wanted to do for quite some time now, but I've really never had the right idea of where I wanted to go or which way I wanted to take the idea. Um, I think now that I've played a large number of games having different levels of complexity, popularity, and style, I'm ready to start doing these reviews. But with all of that being said, I am new to the idea of doing reviews, so please leave some feedback as some things that you guys want to see me do to improve these reviews, whether it be something that I need to cover to give a better grasp of what the game actually is, or if you want to actually see some playthrough of the game to make it a little bit better. Um, All of those things I am open to hear in the comments down below. I would also like to point out that these reviews will be posted in three different places, uh, each of which will be offering a different medium that you can go through to see it. Uh, The first will be an article that will be posted on the website, thenerdarmy.org. It's a great place that I'm going to start posting articles to and things like that. So if you guys are interested in that, go and check it out. It will also be a segment of the Malcast, which is going to be a now weekly podcast available on all of your favorite podcast locations. If you go over to anchor.fm slash busterboo99 you can see all of those wonderful locations that it's available and finally it will be available in video form on my youtube channel as well as my myspace yes i have a myspace and yes i do post to it So the way that we are going to review these games is quite simple. I'm going to show you guys what comes in the box. We're going to look at some of the different pieces that come with the game. And then I'm going to tell you my experience with playing it. At the very end, I'm then going to rate the game on eight different criterias, all of which will be rated out of 10. And those are build quality, price, replayability, art design, ease of understanding, complexity, uniqueness, and bonus. So, let's break down which each one of those are. Build quality is how did the game come? Does the box feel nice? Uh, Are the pieces nice? Or do I think that they're going to break right away? A one would be games where the build quality isn't very good and the cards might rip or the pieces are bending very easily without you... Um, having to do anything that would normally cause that. A 10 would be fantastic build quality where I don't see any way that you could end up damaging this game. Um, 
So then price. Price is going to be basically the affordability of the game. Is it something uh, being a one where I personally would never buy it because it's way too expensive and I don't think the price justifies um, the, what you get in the game? Or is it a 10 where I would definitely go out and buy it and maybe I think it might be a little too cheap? I understand that board games are very expensive to make. I understand all of that and I feel like I have a good rating of what games are expensive but still worth the money and which games are way too cheap uh, of quality and they like to charge an arm and a leg for them. Uh, the next thing is replayability. I think that's a very important thing when it comes to board games. I think replayability is something that a lot of games have, and when you realize that it doesn't have it, you barely ever touch the game again. Uh, a one would be a game that you can play maybe one or two times with some friends, but after that, it loses all of its fun. Uh, and then a 10 would be something that would be changing every single time. Um, so that is what replayability means. Art design. How does the game look? Uh, that will also include the box and any other little graphical details that come with the game, being the pieces and all of that. Uh, ease of understanding. Ease of understanding is going to be primarily focused around the rule book. The rules that they give you is it easy to read through them and understand how to play the game. This can be a really difficult thing if the games are hard to understand because then you can never really get into playing them. A one in this case would be a game that you kind of have to look up and find help from forums or other users or even the creators of the game in order to learn how to play it. A 10 would be you're able to read and understand how to play the game and probably the youngest person that's on the recommended age list for the game could understand it complexity of the game this is actually a good feature in my opinion i enjoy a complex game so a one would be a game that is very simple and doesn't require much brain power in order to play and a 10 on complexity would be something that requires a little bit of strategy and planning out and ahead um a one in this category doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing and a 10 in this category doesn't necessarily mean a good thing that's just something to keep out for again it depends on your personal preferences in this case i am the one reviewing it i think complex games are a little bit more fun but I will be the judge accordingly depending on the game uniqueness uniqueness is kind of self-explanatory uh, is it a very unique game or is it something that has been tried you know a hundred different times and it's just another one following the trend um, and then finally bonus bonus is something that I would be giving the category if it has something that stands out um, in this case the points would be uh, one being some features are really cool and a 10 would be, wow, this game really just blew it out of the park with something that they did. In this case, some games might get a zero on this. All games might get a zero on this. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. So without further ado, let's get into the first review. All right. So what is the first game that we are going to review? Here it is. The first game we are going to be reviewing is called Stupid Deaths, the frightfully funny game. This was created by the Fantastic Factory and it has been manufactured by University Games. This offers a great way for you guys to combine fun laughs and morbid humor. Uh, the game is recommended for ages 12 and up and offers play for uh, players 2 to 6. After me playing it, I would definitely recommend having more players uh, because it offers a little bit more fun in the game as the players start to dwindle down in the game, which we'll get into when we get into how to play it. Uh, it kind of loses the interest of the game the less players that you have. So if we look at the box here, I really do like the design of the game. It comes in this beautifully designed uh, tombstone. And on the back, it shows you everything that the game is included with. So if you look on the game here, you see that we come with a game board, 
300 stupid death cards, 6 player pawns, 1 grim reaper, 12 true and false voting cards, 6 extra life tokens, and the instructions. So that is pretty much all that the box has for us. Um, so let's open it up here. Another thing that I think is really cool and offers to the ease of play of this game is that they actually have an online guide on how to play the game. All you have to do is go to their website. So we'll set this right here and we'll open up the box and see what it has inside. So once again, you have the instructions. Pretty simple basic design for the instructions, but overall it is nice. They have their advertisement for other games that they offer. And then they have the board. The board is your standard cardboard folding board uh, that folds out in a way that I always feel like I'm going to break the board. But overall, it looks really nice. The only downside I see with it is that uh, it kind of sticks up a little bit, but that's what happens with these folded games, so I'm not going to hold it against it. Um, and it's a very simple, elegant design. I like it personally, and it fits the way that you play the game very well. The next thing that comes in the box is the voting cards. The voting cards in this game is what you use to say whether you think the stupid death is true or false. Each player will get one, and they are little coffins. Once again, I think that's really cool, and they keep with the idea of the game. They're very simple on the front, but they have the nice, elegant design that keeps with the theme. You then have your player pawns. And this is where we get to the first downside of the game. And pretty much everybody I played with the first time uh, pointed this out. The colors for the pawns are not the best. Um, with the pawns, you have a mustard yellow, a brown, a white, a red, an orange, and then a really weird gray color that kind of mistakenly looks like the brown and it's kind of hard to tell the two apart if you look at them quickly so overall i think the colors were kind of a poor choice that's just me um people did were quick to point out that they're kind of lackluster on the colors they're not really an exciting color i think a blue would have definitely done well but i'm also a sucker for blue the next thing is the grim reaper card this is the Grim Reaper token. It comes separate, and then you put it down in its little base. And he's the main antagonist of this game. You want to avoid the Grim Reaper at all costs. After that, you have your 300 different uh, stupid death cards on them. And there is quite a few of them. I think when we played, we maybe went through 20 of them. So I think that is a really nice feature that they included that many of them. You then have the second life tokens. The second life tokens are useful in the game, and we'll go through how to play the game here in a second. Um, overall, that is all of the things that come inside of the box. Uh, the only thing I would say is that I wish the box was a little bit better organized. I'm a really big fan of games that organize their boxes by little cardboard sections. I know it's more expensive, but it's something that I like. They do have a nice little slot where all the cards and pieces can fit. Then the box or the board goes on top with the instructions on top of that. So it's nicely designed in that aspect, but I would still rather have a section for the cards, a section for the pawns and tokens, and then a section for uh, the Grim Reaper itself, just so that he doesn't get bent up. But that's just me, and you know, it is my review. So 
Once you get into the instructions here, I'll let you guys see them. But basically, the idea behind the game is that everybody starts on the green section of the board and the uh, Grim Reaper starts on the red section. Then uh, the first card, who is the oldest player in the game, reads off the top stupid death card. All of the players then cast a vote as to whether they think that the death in this scenario is true or false, and they use their little voting coffins for that. They keep this face down, and then the player that read off the stupid death reveals whether it's true or false, and all of the players flip over their vote. If they got their vote correct, they move along one space in the clockwise direction, and if they get it wrong, they stay there, and for every wrong answer, the Grim Reaper moves one space clockwise, beginning the chase. Now, if every single player gets it wrong, the reader then gets to move one space ahead. That would also mean that the Grim Reaper gets to move a lot. Um, then the idea behind that is, is it then moves on to the next player in a clockwise fashion, and you guys continue to read on cards. Now, the cards themselves are pretty simply designed, and it gives a little uh, read of a stupid death. In this case, it's looking at Thomas Shadwell, and my camera does not want to focus on it. But it gives a little uh, statement about it, tells you whether it's true or false, and that's it. Um, the quality of the cards is their standard cardstock. Um, they're not thick cardboard cards, which I appreciate. Uh, just be gentle when you're shuffling them, and I think they would last you a while. Um, I don't really think I would want thicker cards because if they were thicker, it would be more hard to shuffle. And when you have 300 of them, it makes it kind of difficult to, you know, keep those in check. I would say the coffins could be a little thicker. They are made of the same exact material as the cards. And these are handled a lot more by the players being placed down and flipped over. If they were more of a thick cardboard, I think that would be a little bit better. But once again, that's just me. You guys might think differently. Um, overall, I had a really fun time playing this game. It's a great way to have a laugh with some friends and it's a, it, death is an awkward subject. So whenever you can make a game that's based around death, it does kind of make it a little bit weird, but it has a different type of humor to it. And if you guys are somebody that likes to laugh at morbid humor, it's a really fun game. I got it, uh, from family in turn, uh, for Christmas because I've always been a fan of, Charles Darwin, but that's just me. Um, overall, the game was a fun thing to play, and yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Um, in terms of the price that you're going to pay for it, it runs for about $20 on your standard online supplier, such as uh, Amazon. Uh, you can find it at other places for cheaper, and you can find it at other places for more expensive. But about $20 was the average uh, lineup that I was able to find for price. So, let's get into the ratings. How would I rate this game? Well, the build quality uh, for this game, overall, I would rate it a 6. Uh, I'm giving it that rating because it's base of the line. Um, the only really downside I see is some of the... Uh, cards could have been a little thicker that are handled a little bit more by players, um, and the pawns themselves could have done a little bit better. Um, they are very standard pawns with okay colors. I don't like the color selection. Once again, that might not be a problem for you, but that was just my opinion, and everybody else I played with, uh, you know, had a little bit of a different, uh, 
thing, or they all pointed out that they didn't like it. So I'm going to be giving it a 6 out of 10. Price overall, $20 for this game, I think is a very good price. I'm going to be giving it an 8 out of 10 for this. Uh, it's affordable, it's 20 bucks, and I think you could get $20 worth of fun out of it. No problem. I don't think they're trying to gouge you for a price. And I think for a smaller named game, I haven't seen too many people talking about it. I think it's a pretty decent price. Replayability. Replayability, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. The reason why is it's just like every other card-based game like this. Um, the cards, you can kind of start to remember whether it's true or false. Now, they do give you 300 different cards, which makes it a very large span, and I think you could get a lot of play out of it before you end up uh, you know, getting bored of it. But the concept itself does kind of get boring after a few runs of the game, uh, but it's something that you can bring back out at a party with the same group of people later in the you know, span of time. So probably play it two or three times in one night with a group of friends, and then a couple nights later you could bring it out, and I think it would still be a fun game. Like I said, with 300 cards, we maybe went through 20 of them. You could get through a lot of cards, and it would be hard to remember them at first, Eventually, you know somebody's going to start remembering them, and that's just kind of the downfall of people. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about would be the art design. I really do like the simplicity of it. Uh, there are some downfalls to it, but overall, I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. I think that the tombstone design is great. I think that that was a good decision on their part. Um, the only thing I would say is that the instruction manual could be a little bit better designed, but they also kept it simple so it, overall keep it simple stupid and it works um ease of understanding ease of understanding i'm gonna give it a 9 out of 10 we really didn't have any problem understanding it uh the wording in the book was a little bit confusing i had to read it twice over but i'm also not a good reader so that could be part of the problem um but i think ease of understanding is something that anybody who picks up the instruction book and reads it would understand complexity um i'm gonna give it a three out of ten it is not a complex game at all it requires very little strategy or anything along that line um, but like I said, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you like a game where you can sit back, you don't have to think things through. This is a great game for that opportunity. Uniqueness. I'm going to give the uniqueness here a six out of 10. The reason why I chose six out of 10 on this is because it's a game that is very unique in terms of, I have not seen any other games that are like it. But it's also a very simple game when you think about the concept. You get an answer right, you move along, you get one wrong, something chases after you, gets to move one. Um, I did forget to mention what happens when the Grim Reaper uh, attacks you. When the Grim Reaper gets on the same space as you, you use an extra player token in order to place that down and move ahead one space of where the grim reaper stops this was kind of a point of contention because we don't know if that means that once the grim reaper stops completely you move up one ahead of it or if it moves up one for you getting it wrong you trade in your token somebody else got it wrong it moves up again and you are out for the rest of the game I don't like the fact that you have to sit out for the rest of the game. That is something that I've never liked in board games. I think that a board game that cuts you out of the game entirely uh, at the very end is uh, I like more of goal-oriented games where you are trying to reach a goal. A goal is not trying to reach you, if that makes sense. Um, but overall, like I said, uniqueness would be a 6 out of 10. 
it's not the most unique game, but I haven't seen any else on the market, which by definition makes it unique. For the bonus, I'm going to give it one bonus point just because I really do like the concept. There's not really anything else to give it bonus points for. I just really like the idea of playing in with Charles Darwin and, you know, the Charles Darwin Awards of a bunch of just stupid deaths. Um, it is something that I think is funny, and I think it's something that everybody can have a little laugh at. Um, so overall, this game is going to be getting a 44 out of 80. So what does that mean? Does it mean that this game is rated just above a 50%? No. What that means is that that's the rating, and I don't really know how else to explain it. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, Hopefully you guys want to see more of these. If you have a board game that you want to suggest to me, I can look into getting it. Right now, I'm just going to be going through the collection of games that I have to offer, and hopefully you guys will enjoy those. Um, you could always donate a board game to me or donate money via PayPal or my stream to get a game that you want to see me play. If you guys want to see me play a round of this game with my roommates or with some friends, let me know down in the comments down below. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and I will see all of you guys in the next review. Peace out, and keep it nerdy.